0: welcome to episode 10 of the club run podcast i'm mike
1: and i'm fran and we've made it into double figures thank you for listening to us over the past 10 weeks we're glad you're all enjoying the podcast as much as we're enjoying making it
0: coming up on this week's show kerry riches is our main guest at the end of the episode chatting about balancing a busy family life with her running and charlie fuller is finally an actual guest on the podcast in quick fire questions
1: We take the podcast on tour to chat to Kian and Easton of On The Whistle, plus Phil returns to discuss animals running marathons. And no, that isn't a typo. All that to come on this week's Club Run. Mike, how are you? Have you got over the excitement that our little Zoom chat and interview with Chris Akabusi was last week, over last week?
0: No, I haven't. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I haven't. Um, it was it was so amazing to uh, so, so probably let's share with them Fran the build up. So we had the bright idea to to contact Chris and um, we were like ex- I think the messages I Fran I sent you was it the morning that I got the reply from his PA it was just like Oh my God Fran Fran Oh my God Oh my God Oh my God
1: <laughs> If I remember rightly, I think I was out for a run, so I didn't answer you straight away either. <laughs>
0: so so uh but we couldn't believe he said yes and he was he was so great about it as well um we didn't get to say much did we Fran but we didn't care because actually that was for Jim and he loved it and so we walked away from that very happy
1: yeah it was a a once in a lifetime opportunity I don't think I'm probably likely to speak to Chris Akabusi again and how lucky are we that this week we get to speak to Roger Black as well
0: Yes, uh, it's not on this week's show everyone because this is happening before we've recorded it, but uh, as you may have seen in the Facebook group this week, we uh we are going to be uh, chatting to yet another Olympian on the podcast later this week. We're very excited, but unlike last time when we wanted you all to have the surprise when you listened, this time you are helping us plan the questions. So, yeah, listen out for uh our chat with Roger next week. Mm,
1: yeah, exciting times. Honestly, I can't believe uh, what opportunities we have and are giving to our listeners just by starting a little humble old podcast what 10 weeks ago now
0: I know I listened back to episode one the other day and uh, we, we sound a little bit wooden like we're we're not entirely sure what we're doing to be <laughs> fair we we still don't but <laughs> we're. Uh,
1: I think we've just gone with the flow now
0: <laughs> I think we don't care how stupid we sound Fred.
1: <laughs> well if they didn't know us beforehand they now know us now Um, and are probably quite grateful that they're not having to run with us as frequently.
0: This is very true. This is very true. Uh, But a huge thank you so much to everyone for all the lovely messages and comments that you've sent us since last
1: week's episode went out. Um, It meant the world to both of us. Absolutely. Uh, You are a lovely bunch. We knew at any rate, but you all just confirmed it. So thank you. Absolutely. And uh, we, we do. We've said it time and time again. We
0: we both have so much fun recording this podcast, but knowing that you guys are listening to it and you're enjoying it as well, um, makes it all worthwhile. It's a, it's a it's a nice bonus to the fact that someone's listening to us waffle on every week.
1: <laughs> or just laughing, if you're me. Right, uh, Mike, do we have some voicemails for us this week? We've got two, Fran. We've got two actual voicemails. Oh, exciting. Can we hear them?
0: Yes, now the first one is from uh, Zoe, uh, so a big shout out to Zoe, who is Paula Williams' daughter.
2: Hi, my name is Zoe, I'm nine,
3: my mum's Paula, we listen to your podcast about mixed up words. My mixed up word is elderly instead of elderly, because it sounds better and awesome! <laughs> 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 oh Zoe, you
1: are awesome! <laughs> Olderly? Um,
0: i can't actually fault her either that makes perfect sense elderly
1: <laughs> <laughs> i love it elderly well that's it i am gonna start calling anyone that's old elderly elderly <laughs>
0: <know>. <laughs> for anyone that wonders why his fran's laughing i've just cut out two absolutely terrible jokes from me uh but um
1: they don't need to hear my laugh again really they don't Um, (laughs) because it just keeps popping out and that sounds really wrong (laughs) and this is why we should not do these segments at late at night
0: Yes. Uh, in fact, actually, let's share this with them. It is currently—it's uh, Tuesday Ooh. evening, 1001 p.m. and this podcast will be released before midnight. So <laughs> you are—this is like lastminute.com getting this bit recorded. So, with that in mind, I think we should play them uh, the second voicemail, if that's all right. Uh, oh,
1: please do. I'd like to hear who we've else who we've got to hear from. Oh, I can't
0: here say we, it. Here we go. Hello, everyone. It's
4: Brian Wright here from uh, Right Choice Catering. I just wanted to leave a message on this on this phone line. No one's done that for a few weeks, and um, just to say thanks to to Mike and Fran for what they're doing with these podcasts. They are simply amazing, and also thanks for putting me on the first podcast, um, where I was able to talk about my business. And um, you guys listened, and you've you've um, bought lots of things from me, and I really do appreciate that. And it's nice to see all all the club members when I'm out delivering. Um, I really do appreciate all the orders you've you've sent my way, and. Um, So as a a little thank you, I thought I'd just leave a few, uh, a few food-based jokes for you. Um, I I bought uh, too much brie the other day, and I took it back to the shop, and the guy behind the counter, he said, "Sorry, we don't do brie funds." (laughs) I can't eat bacon anymore; it brings me out in an awful rasher. If you've got thirteen apples in one hand and ten oranges in another, what have you got? Big hands. And why the French eat snails? Because they don't like fast food. I <laughs> hope you enjoyed those little uh, funny jokes. Well, not funny. Silly. Um, and thanks again for all your support and um, from buying from my business online. Take care. And thanks to Mike and Fran for, for all you're doing and all the other club members that uh, feature
0: on these podcasts. Thanks very much. Bye-bye. Oh, Brian, that was so lovely of you to call in. Right, let's let's all just give Fran a minute. Give her a minute.
1: <laughs> well, I was trying to stop laughing so I could hear the next joke. It's quite hard to listen and laugh.
0: <clears throat> <laughs> oh, that uh, was those are great.
1: Bless. Oh, Brian, that is absolutely a brilliant message. Um and that will have made our evening, without a doubt. Um, as we all know that we're recording this in the evening. I'm I'm talking. <laughs> <shit>. Sorry, Mike. <laughs> oh, see now you've just
0: made me get the little bleep out again. That's twice in this episode. Oh. I need to I need to do the bleep. <laughs>
1: No, I look like the bad one. Um, no, oh! F-
0: it. There you go. Now there's three. <laughs> oh
1: my god! Oh, it's official. We've lost the prop. And Paul Brian has sent us this lovely message, and we've just yeah, me on my own. Sure
0: we we, we, we have, have. We have.
1: We we need to, <laughs> to cut some of that. Surely, sorry.
0: No, um, no, I haven't got time to cut. I've got an hour and fifty-four minutes, Fran
1: Right. Okay. Um, <laughs> stop laughing then Brian I will seriously say that was a really really lovely message and we are so pleased um that the feature you did with us way back at the start has been really successful and helped your business your food is amazing having had some of your meals myself um and I hope it continues to be successful for you during these times and uh, yeah the jokes are fab thank you here
0: if anyone hasn't tried uh, Brian's right choice catering uh, meals delivered to your door please look him up on facebook uh, the food is of absolutely top quality uh, we are very lucky to have someone so talented at the club that will literally bring food to your door during the middle of a pandemic so brian thank you ever so much for leaving us a voicemail and uh, we look forward to seeing you soon i think we should uh, get on with the show let's do it Time for us to take on another trip in our pretend cars to another destination around the UK for our podcast on tour feature. Fran, are you are you buckled in? Are you strapped up? Ready to go? Yep.
1: Yeah. Beep beep. already. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, we're not driving quite as far as Lincoln this time. We've decided to take the uh, the the, uh, the A. Oh, no, I always get these confused. Is it the A27 or the A32 that goes towards Portsmouth?
2: A27. Do you know what?
0: Let- Let's go Would on the M27. the M27. I don't know which one that is. Yeah, we'll go on the M27. There's no traffic at the moment, so we're we're all we're on the M27. We're going towards Portsmouth, and we are chatting to one of the most well-known and well-loved people in the local running community. Kiernan is joining us. Kiernan Easton, how are you, sir?
2: Hi. I'm very kind intro, by the way. Um, I'm very well. Um, I'm enjoying life to to a fashion. How is your lockdown treating you so far? Lockdown, um, it's kind of interesting. Work, which is really boring, has increased sixfold um, because of what I do. But I'm, but I'm working from home. Um, and the, um, Mrs. E is all working from home. The kids are home. So they're getting schoolwork set. So actually, we've got a re- we're really fortunate. Monday to Friday, we've got good work structure for all four of us. And so that's really kind of positive in some ways.
0: And for those of us that don't know what you do during the day, what do you do during the day?
2: I work as a welfare rights advisor for a housing association. So I help our residents maximize income through benefits and welfare welfare support.
1: Uh, So obviously you're busy with your day job. Are you managing to fit in time for the running, the training? Because I think you do triathlons as well as the running.
2: Yeah. um, I was due to be doing Ironman Copenhagen this summer coming. um, But that's obviously just fallen by the wayside. Um, We heard in the last week that that's definitely not happening this year. And it's now going to be August 2021. haven't swum probably in nine to ten weeks since just before lockdown so that's I am missing it I'm getting quite a lot of miles in on the bike which is quite good I'm averaging about 120 to 150 miles a week on my bike most of which are being done in my garden
1: Are you on Swift
2: as well then? I'm on Swift as well, yeah. so uh, I'm getting some good mileage in um, on my bike. Last month, I think I hit 700 kilometers for the month. <laughs> Blimey, um, good but, go. But running-wise, I'm only probably running two, maybe three times a week, and I'm not really stressed if I don't go. Um, it will come. The fitness, uh, the overall fitness is there. And getting getting better so I'm not overly stressed.
0: So Kenan, so many people from the club and from all of the other local running clubs will will know who you are already you're a well-known well-loved member of our running community we will have seen you at the start line in your Pompey Joggers top queuing up at many a HRRL race in the past but how did you first get into running how did it all start for you?
2: So. Good question. Running for me started back in 2011, so it's not that long ago. I was an 18 stone fat boy, genuine fat boy. Um, I'd gone for a bike ride with my brother who lived up in Kent, and he taken me up a hill called Toys Hill um, on our bike. And I'd fallen off three times before I'd got more than about 20 yards going up this this hill. And it wasn't overly steep, this hill. And he came down, picked my bike up, carried my bike up the hill for me. And when we got back to his house, he said, brother, you're a fat waster. You're a heart attack waiting to happen. You need to sort your out. Can I say that word?
0: So I, 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 pro- I probably beeped it. Okay. <laughs> Don't worry about
2: that, mate. You need to sort your crap out. You've got two young kids and this isn't good enough. Me being me, I didn't do anything about it straight away. And it got to the, the, the kind of the, the start of the journey was really January. The first working day of January 2011. And I'd gone to Greg's to get my usual lunch. And this is a genuine, what my lunch was at that stage. It was a pizza slice, sausage and bean um, slice, a triple pack of chicken and mango chutney sandwiches, a packet of crisps, a bottle of Coke, a sausage roll, and a cake for, and a cake from the counter that was my lunch at Greg's. wow now, that, that was pretty standard for what i was doing back then and i was walking back to my office and my office in petersfield at that stage was only three four hundred meters from the from from gregg's so we're not talking very far and on the way back i was filling my mouth with with the pizza slice. And one of our senior managers walked past me and they went, "Mm, couldn't you wait till you got back to the office? And something just clicked in my head at that point. And I kind of went, the internal monologue was saying, why am I eating it before I got back to the office? and then it was kind of well you're obviously embarrassed by the amount that you've got so i signed up there and then for slimming world and went that night and got weighed in that night over the next four months just by watching what i ate, i lost four stone wow um and then it came through to the summer and i was a little bit lighter. And I, at the time, was doing my degree through Open University. And I was sat um, doing my dissertation um, for my degree, just coming up to the finals of it. And having small kids in the summer who wanted to play, wanted to make lots of noise, and I was trying to do my dissertation. And it was a July, it was a really hot Sunday in July. And my wife was screaming at the kids, telling the kids to be quiet. I was screaming at my wife, screaming at the kids because actually it made more noise than the kids were actually making. And not a huge amount of my dissertation was ending up getting done. And I just remember in this real fit of pique and anger, I just went, I'm going for a run. My (laughs) wife took one look at me and laughed and went, but you don't run. And I went, I know, but I'm going for a run. And I didn't have a pair of running shoes. I didn't have a running top. I didn't have a proper pair of shorts. Um, I had no kit, no watch, nothing, absolutely nothing. And I measured the time that I was out on the kitchen clock. Um, And I... I'd been out for about 25 minutes when I got home and I'd run the whole way. I knocked on the door when I got home. My wife opened the door and she went, you look like a heart attack. And I was really, really pleased that I'd run the whole way. And I didn't know anything about um, distance. I didn't know anything about pacing. And I came across my run and I plotted the route that I had taken. I'd been one and a half miles. I kind of went, I could have probably walked it quicker. So two days later, I went out and did exactly the same run again. And then two days after that, and then two days after that, and two days. And then when that became comfortable, I added an extra road on, because where I am in caution, a lot of the roads are on like a square grid system. Yeah. So I added an extra road. And then after a week, I added another road. And I just kept going out every two days. Six weeks later, uh, in September, I did Rob Piggott's Believe and Achieves the RNLI 10K, my first ever race. I did it in 51 minutes. Um, That's pretty good. (laughs) And it it was really funny because on the way down there, my wife and the kids came down and they said, how long are you gonna take? And I went, I don't know. And they went, well, how long is it going to take you to run 10K? And I went, I don't know. I don't even know how far 10K is. I didn't. I had no idea. I just had no concept of how far 10K was to run. And my wife said, well, so what are you going to do? And I said, look, I'm going to go out as hard as I can for as long as I can. And then just hold on. And if I have to walk the last little bit, I have to walk the last little bit. So she went, okay, fine. Off I went, I was back so quick, my wife was still in the burger van queue. <laughs> <laughs> so they were, they were there trying to get bacon butties. Um, so, and I looked at the results afterwards and I was in the top third of finishes. And I was like, well, oh, that's not too bad. Entered the Gosport half and I remember going across there. my wife came across and and I walked to that road where, the, where we start for Gosport half. And it was just this sea of club vests. And I stood at the very, very, very back. Because I thought, I'm going to let all these club runners go. And anyway, the race started. And in those days, you still went around the airfield. And I finished the Gosport half in 151, um for my first half. And I phoned my brother. I hadn't told my brother that I'd started running up until this point. So we are a whole year after he told me I was a fat waster. And I phoned him up and I said, You never get on a, just on a half marathon. And I finished in 151. Mm-hmm. And he said, Well, you better enter a marathon then, hadn't you? <laughs> so I started park running um, in the January. Um I did my first mar- marathon in the april i did um I did my second marathon in the September and joined Portsmouth joggers in the october went from there um to race directing for the club and I took over the summer cross country originally. Um race directed for the summer cross country and then created the chili hilly um for the club.
0: Two very popular races with members of our club as well. I would say I think we're all huge fans and probably massively disappointed that we won't get to summer cross country this year.
2: Yeah, um I am as well. And so race directed those um in total the summer cross country, I think I race directed five times. Um, and the Chilly Hilly I created, did it a couple of times, and I passed them back on back to the club. Um, But from there, after race direction for those, I had a chat with Claire Fleming, who's one of the three from On The Whistle, and said, I've got this idea for a race that I want to do. But I haven't quite got them the resources to put it on, on my own, the time time resources to put it on, on my own. I don't want to do it as a club event. This is how I want to do it. She went, funny you should be saying that. Del and I, Del Roberts being the other member of um, the On The Whistle team, have been chatting. We were gonna come and talk to you about putting running events on, um, but this is, Our idea of what we want to do. And we met together um, at the Christmas and on the whistle was formed, and we did our first event in April 2016, Wick and Whistler. What I loved about that event is we did on the anniversary of the last ever train journey that carried passengers along the Meon Valley Trail.
1: That's really nice,
2: that's got a nice so, ring that makes it must be special. So we, we tied it in with that. Um, the On The Whistle name came about because of tying it in with wanting to start our events on a whistle and with the whistle that a train would make as it was going along the railway line and that's where where it came from. And what we do, we're the only ones in this area that do um, what we do, where we do the six hour multi-loop challenge, we're trying not to step on anybody else's toes. Um, we just keep our events quite small, quite low key, quite simple, but just as friendly as we can make them. And as everybody knows, if they come to an event with me, they get a hug at the end, free. <laughs> Covid nineteen.
1: <laughs> yep, Yeah. yep, yep. I think I must have done your last race uh, before all the coronavirus. So I've got uh, the Batty Bimble. The Batty last? Bimble. Yeah, um, and yet yeah, you weren't giving out hugs then. But it was a very good race. I've done a few, and they are brilliant. And I know uh, there's a few members of the club who have certainly done on the whistle events and always say how well um uh, how much they've enjoyed them and how good they are. So we've
2: got um, is it Emmeline Hughes? One of your guys? Ew, yeah. Yeah. He I think has set the record for the furthest distance traveled at one of our events 41 miles in 6 hours at one of our events or certainly up near near that um I'm fairly confident he's got 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 the distance um on one of them um no, great runner no. Emlyn great runner He's amazing man
1: um, so obviously, we've just briefly said about the whole coronavirus and sort of stopping us in March time. How has this affected on the whistle? I mean, obviously, I guess, are all your races gone for the year or you're waiting to see how things go? Or
2: We obviously lost the Wickham Whistler in April. Um, and at eight o'clock this evening, I sent an email to cancel the Why Not Run so that which is in july so that's two events this year um one thing i will say is the running community have been absolutely fantastic we've obviously explained to them they've taken it on board um we are a small we're we're a tiny little company and i think if everybody had asked for a refund on wick and whistler we would have been crippled um or it would have certainly hurt, but most people have been really good. They've deferred, um, accepted postponements. We've had, yeah, a few refunds, which is absolutely fine, because people have lost their jobs. Um, so we get that, Um, totally understand that. Running community have been great. They've supported us, and we'll come back stronger once this is all over, and look to putting good events on.
0: Well, I know I speak for Fran and I. Where, uh, we are both looking forward hugely to attending one of your races later in the year Ken. And we really hope we can come along, get one of your hugs and uh, enjoy <laughs> racing, enjoy running with you and everyone else that, that comes along. And thank you so much for joining us today. We're so grateful for you giving up your time to chat with us.
2: It's been an absolute blast. I do know I said pre pre interview, pre pre recording, but no, you guys, it's just been so lovely to see people, um, to talk to people.
1: Hopefully, you will get to know a few more Crusaders now, and vice versa. Now that they've heard you, like we said, we look forward to seeing you again soon, Anna, taking part in a in a race with you guys soon.
2: The pleasure has been mine. It really has. It's just been. I, I could tell I talk so much more about so many more things, but no, the pleasure has been all mine.
0: Thank you so much, Ken, and to hope you and your family stay safe and well. And we really, really genuinely look forward to seeing you soon.
2: Love you both. Be good. Keep Take safe. Care. Bye.
1: Bye. Bye.
0: So we've had to wait a whole extra seven days to chat to the man himself but we think it was worth the wait and we are very grateful to be joined on the podcast now by the one and only phil chamberlain how are you phil
5: hello mike hello fran um yeah pretty good everything's all right um quite nice having a week off last week because the podcast was so amazing as well so well done on on that Um, no spoilers still, but if you haven't listened to last week's give it a listen. But yeah, apart from that, pretty good. Excellent.
0: How is um how is your mood? You don't you don't sound as grumpy as last time? No.
5: Um well (laughs) bank holiday coming up. The sun is gonna be shining more than it has been. It's gonna be nice and warm. So yeah, I'm in a really good mood. Ah, this is good.
1: I'm liking this. Cheery feel. Mm -hmm.
5: Yeah, exactly. All <laughs> right, what's your question?
1: Ah, oh, wow, we do have a question for you. So, um, are we ready? Go for it. Good. Whether it's dogs, cats, rabbits, or even the goldfish, we are a nation of pet lovers. A study published this week suggests man's best friend, the dog, acts in a similar way to humans when it hits puberty showing reduced obedience towards their owners but not to other people the dog equivalent of taking it out on mum previous studies have also shown that pets develop similar characteristics to their owners over time so today phil we want to know has your cat started marathon training yet
5: (laughs) (laughs) Ha! no friday hasn't and to be fair it's pretty unlikely he's 19 so he's a really old boy and also, when's he going out?
6: Uh, tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow. Oh, that's all Tuesday. right. He should
5: still be with us tomorrow. That's fine then. Um, oh. <laughs> no. I mean, we are similar, though, with, with your intro, because the one thing that I am brilliant at is doing nothing. It's one of my strengths. And he's the same, because <laughs> most of the day he's just asleep. Um, and if he, if, if he gets disturbed, he moans. And I respect that. You know, my life used to be like that, but but now Amanda's here. There's always <laughs> now there's always something to do. There's a fence to paint or decking to stain, so there's always something to do. But I'm gonna have to make it short this week, Fran. I'm really sorry because I've got to go. My auntie's about to do a Zoom call. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, and I need to give her some. It, it's my weekly. It's the most stressful hour of my week when she does a Zoom call, um, because we always have to do like a tutorial so it's gonna go something like this. It's gonna be press the screen. Can you see join audio? Yes. Press join audio. Can you see device? Use device audio. (laughs) Press (laughs) press use device audio. Can you hear the call? No. Okay, let's try games. I'm gonna have to go. I'm sorry. Is that all right? Absolutely. (laughs) All right, I'm off. I'll see you later. I'm gonna call Bye, (sighs) bye.
0: Now, Fran, I feel like I owe you an apology. Oh, what for? Well, I'd like to think that over the course of the last, what episode are we on now, episode 10, we, we've um, we've been pretty good. We've, we've done the odd scripts and we've, we've vetted our guests and we've done our research and, and we've lined things up pretty well, I'd like to think, don't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's
1: been quite smooth so far.
0: I'm really sorry, Fran, Some, something slipped through the net.
1: Oh, is this your fault?
0: Yes, it's totally my fault, uh, and I, no. fe- I feel like I, I feel like I need to apologise to the listeners as well because I'm afraid that once again, once again, listeners, we have to mention the duck do. <laughs> I
1: mean, it wouldn't be a podcast without mentioning the duck do, surely. In
0: fact, actually, I think that we should let the man himself introduce the duck do. Go on, Charlie Fuller.
6: What's a duck do? I
1: actually feel like I probably should answer that joke properly. What does a duck do? Quack quack! Hey! <laughs> Jeez, not, not sinister! <laughs> it's only taken 11 weeks to do that joke properly.
0: <laughs> you you have joined us because uh, you um, eventually were, were the person that spotted the the, the hidden, secret Peter the Post box in the back of my wisteria selfie on Saturday in the group, didn't you?
6: I did, I did. Doug. Um, a bit because Dan was showing off with his fancy garden bin. So.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know how you didn't spot that duck, mate. That was, like, so obvious.
6: I know. <laughs> just just kept posting the same photo.
4: <laughs>
6: but, yeah, um, then, then, thanks to Mike and the, and the additional gifts... I went looking and I looked harder and I found it.
0: I did actually have someone message me afterwards and, and ask me whether I actually just had a, a framed picture of a postbox anyway, or whether I bought it, especially for, for that, <laughs> that, those questions. For the, so was
6: we'll it a coincidence that the photo was there? Then you made a question about it on the Facebook group
0: <laughs> or did you put it there? In the interest of clarity uh, to our dear listeners, uh, that was a, uh, a Google search on my iPad, so. Uh, From
6: Postman Pat.
0: I oh,
1: think an old school Postman Pat, new stuff's rubbish.
6: Yeah, and he's got a helicopter.
0: Don't even get well, me started a on helicopter. Thomas' the Tank Engine either, by the way. Oh. Uh, uh, you've seen the new, he can leap off the track. Apparently he can go around the world, visiting other destinations. He destination. went to China the other day. I'm like, why are you going to China? How? Especially
6: China. at the moment.
1: Yeah. Bring back all Ringo Starr and Gary Thomas. I mean, seriously.
6: Exactly. Is is the Fat Controller even called the Fat Controller anymore, or is that not PC?
0: Uh, no, I think I think
1: I he think calls he... the Topham Hat, isn't he, now properly? Like, no, I Lord think United, that was I think that's what they actually call him, don't they?
0: That was in the American version he was called and Hat or something. He is still called the Fat Controller, oh. I think. But um it's not the same. Like <laughs> right? and, and it's got rubbish theme music, which they keep changing. Should we just should we just abandon quick fire questions and just rant about kids tv shows this <laughs> week?
1: <laughs> I'm sure if we Farm integrated...
6: and Sound the same they've done, they, they upgraded Farm and Sound as well.
0: There is actually, uh, I'm sure that everyone is going to be really interested to know this, but some Bright Spark on YouTube, this is not family friendly by the way everyone, so if you are going to listen to this, do it on your own not in front of the kids. Some uh, Bright Spark has taken an episode of, uh, an episode of old school Fireman Sam uh, and reversed it with quite sweary new commentary over the top of it. Uh, and basically now he goes around setting fire to things and it's called Arson <laughs> Sam.
1: Brilliant. <I'm- laughs>
6: Ah. I'm googling Good that story. after this.
0: Yeah, I'm like you I'm like a duck, do mate.
1: It's family friendly. I oh, no, it's not family friendly. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. Shall we ask some proper questions, Mike? Yes, please do, friend. Let's let's move the conversation <laughs> somewhat over to running. Hi, make it more highbrow podcast. I like obviously our listeners are normally used to.
6: I'm on right. it. So I've definitely brought the tone down. <laughs>
1: no i don't think we needed any help um so just to recap because it's been a few weeks since we did quick fire questions um we start off with a few longer questions to get to know our guest in this case charlie a little bit better in the world of running um and then we will fire 10 quick questions at charlie to get his instant gut response to those questions so we're going to start off with the longer questions um first up then uh, could we ask you what got you into running? How long have you been running for?
6: Well, right, so it's a longer story. So, I always ran at school. I was always in the relay team, uh, of the of, and involved in sports, etc. Um, so, quite quite good runner there, but it was only other a short distance, all the cross-country stuff. And then I went to college and university and found drink. So, I didn't, didn't run at all for years. Then did the... Great South Run in 2006 for the first time. And it was run a mile, walk a mile. And it was, I was like literally throwing up at the end. I thought, oh, this is so tough. Um, And then again, final few years of uni, didn't do anything. And then I started work after uni. And I went to the works Christmas do. First job at uni, so pharmaceutical sales. First uh, Christmas do, free bar. So, I get talking to a colleague, and
0: he's All telling me how he's started ended.
6: yeah. He's telling me how he's <laughs> entered the, the London Marathon for this charity called Victor, Visually Impaired Children Taking Action. Um, and I was like, oh, I can never do the London Marathon; that's ridiculous. Anyway, carried on with the Christmas party. Woke up the next morning in the hotel, steaming hangover, to an acceptance email from Victor for the London Marathon. Oh. <laughs>
1: Had you entered it or had
6: your colleague yeah. entered it? No, my colleague, um, colleague was already in, but I'd sent an email that night at the bar saying, I'd like a place. And yeah, I got a place. So then I was committed to raising 1,500 quid and running <laughs> the marathon in four months' time.
2: <gasps> oh! Wow!
6: <laughs> so,
2: yeah, my first, my
6: first experience of London wasn't the best. <laughs> but I've been back and. Sort those demons out. So That's fine.
1: Okay. And when did um when did FCRC feature it? When did you become a crusader?
6: So I started the Crusaders in 2013 because uh, I was preparing to do first Man uh, I was part of a university study, and my running wasn't where it needed to be. And my brother that, uh, was running with Ferrum and he suggested I come along. So I went along and um, got introduced to the shy Ian Edwards and yeah I've run with Farrah ever since.
0: Gonna take a wild guess Charlie that um, that first London wasn't your proudest running achievement but if you had to pick one what would it be?
6: Uh, running I would have to say Manchester Marathon because that was my second individual marathon so not in, not involved in an Ironman and I was aiming for four hours because in London I'd done 4.35. So I was like, oh yeah, I'm a lot more experienced now. I would hopefully get four hours. That would be great. And I did it with Andy Green because he he was also running it. And yeah, challenging course, but fun course. Well, you know, you you self-like it, you you run it. Um, uh, But then, yeah. The plan just seems to just absolutely work and yeah i came in at three hours 30 so well under my wow. expectations and but it was yeah so that was easily my best best running memory
1: amazing great great new pb mm. incredible um and if you were to say you had a favorite race or event is there one that you always go back to or have been back several times or you think actually that stands out for a particular reason it could be I suppose the same race but
6: mm. I'm going to be using that a triathlon event though but the run made it um, and it would be um, Ironman 70.3 Austin Texas uh, so I went on a holiday with, with my wife wasn't my at the time um and I entered the triathlon the half Ironman and the run was just around a stereotypical like cowboy film it was just out in the countryside of Texas it was just picturesque it was just yeah a great run and a great great event uh, but the run the run absolutely made it because you finish in a um rodeo stadium so you run into the stadium you've got couple of hundred people probably cheering you on as you finish but it's a yeah it's a, it's a a great great place to finish your race
1: you didn't have to dodge any balls to get to the finish line or anything
6: uh thankfully I've roped them up outside
0: <laughs> <laughs> and uh where's your favorite place to run charlie if you're and this doesn't have to this isn't a race this is just if you could get where's where's your where's your happy place when you go and running where's your favorite place
6: so in the summer I would be out in the uh, the fields out the, to the north of Fairham. Uh So as soon as it's dry enough, uh, like at the moment when the the harvest is coming up, so there's a particular field which has got the the lane down through the middle of it. Um, goes down towards. Yeah,
0: you took a picture there the other day. Yes,
6: yeah. yeah. Um, and it's just you. You're generally, they're running on your own, so even even at the moment it's perfect. Uh, but it's yeah, it's just get it in into the mindset and just completely just focus on the run
0: final question before we move on to the quick ones uh, what's the one thing that you couldn't go out for a run without
6: I've heard this question a few times on the podcast and no so one obviously ever you're it. prepared Yeah, I, I, I've thought it every time and it's trainers
1: wow no but some people some people run barefoot
6: not in our club
1: no true true
0: If anyone in our club does run barefoot, please uh, message Fran or I and we will get you on a future podcast to talk about the benefits of um, (laughs) of running without any shoes on.
1: Uh. So then, Mike, I guess we better find out a little bit more about his reactions when he's put under pressure.
0: And how should we do that? What should we ask him?
1: Well, we normally like to ask uh, our guests some quickfire questions, uh, but you're going to see what we do here this week. Um, this week we're going to ask you some quack-fire questions. Great. <laughs> um, I think we should say we have to thank Dan Farmer. I'd love to claim that you and I were that clever. Well, I'll probably no, Dan... It. I am not that Mike uh, Dan Varmer came up with the idea of quackfire questions and unfortunately we loved it so uh, we have a mixture of duck and non-duck related questions to ask you.
0: Okay. Basically Charlie we are milking this mate. <laughs> we are milking this for the podcast. You can't milk a duck Mike. Oh there we go. I was waiting for that.
1: <laughs> right are you ready Charlie? Quack. <laughs> Perfect. I think he's ready. So, we will take it in turns to ask you your ten questions and we'd like your instinct answer. Oh, God. Your in... Oh. Instinctive. Instantaneous answer, please. That's what I'm trying to say. Right, Mike start us off.
0: Donald Duck or Daffy Duck? Donald.
1: Swim on a river or swim on a lake?
0: Lake. Training in winter or training in summer?
6: Winter.
1: Duck or roast duck?
0: Crispy. Trail run or or road run? Oof. Road.
1: Duck tails or cow duckula?
0: Duck tails. <laughs> woo! Duck egg. Duck egg. Woo! Duck egg or chicken egg? Chicken egg.
1: Flat white or ex- or espresso?
6: Flat white.
0: Either down or
6: duvet. Duvet.
1: Medal or t-shirt.
6: T-shirt. Yeah! Hey!
1: Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Charlie, thank you for being a good sport and indulging Mike and I with our quite. You're welcome. Quack.
6: <laughs> Thanks very much for inviting me on. Well, let me win the the um, the spotting of the postbox.
0: Um, actually, Charlie, I'm sorry, mate, but before we go, you you might, I, I, I apologize. You, everyone may think we're just a tiny bit quackers now, but uh, uh, Fran has come up with two. Oh, I am actually. <laughs> it's totally fair. Fran has come up with two family friendly, family friendly jokes, Charlie. I think, have,
1: um... I hope they are. <laughs> we know I'm yeah, not great at I... doing my research, but. <laughs>
0: We've got one each, we're gonna read these two and see if you know the answers. Uh what do you call a duck that steals? Dunno. A rubber duck. <laughs> we're doing this uh, over Zoom and his reaction is uh one of pure disgust. <laughs> <laughs> so what do really It's probably the <laughs> same
6: face people pull when they read by jokes on the Facebook page. <laughs>
1: Um, The next one actually made me laugh out loud because it's how childish I am. Um, Why did the duck fall over? I don't know. Because he tripped on a quack.
0: (laughs) 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 Oh, Charlie's hung up.
1: No, he hasn't really. (laughs) (laughs) He probably should, though, to be fair. (laughs) Poor Charlie.
0: Have you enjoyed the experience, Charlie?
6: Yes, I have. It's been good. Yeah, it's been a laugh. Thank you.
1: Oh no, thank <laughs> you. We've appreciated you. Uh, yeah, taking the us taking the Mickey a little bit of
0: your. And actually, can I say as well that please keep the jokes coming, mate, on the daily on the daily chats because they are absolutely fantastic, and you always pick the perfect moment to just drop it in. So please mm-hmm. carry on. Um, Maybe Google them first, but. <laughs>
6: <laughs> well, I, I can take the stick. It's fine. It's water off a duck's back.
1: Hey! <laughs> <laughs> well, uh,
0: I we should. Uh, we're we're going to say goodbye. Thank you very much for joining us, Charlie. And
1: thanks, guys. You.
0: Keep love
6: the podcast. They're amazing.
1: Ah, uh, thank you, and thank you very much for joining us. And you and your family, stay safe. You too. Take care, Charlie. bye Bye. um so it's a time in the podcast where we get to chat with our main guest and this week we have somebody whose running is getting stronger and stronger and quicker and quicker and we are very pleased to say that we are joined by Kerry Riches today. Kerry, how are
3: you? Hi, I'm good. Thanks, Fran. How are you? We are good. Mike, you're right.
0: Yeah, 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 really good. How are you? How are you finding lockdown, Kerry? How's uh, how's your has your world changed much since uh, since the end of March?
3: Um, wow, uh, it's okay. We've we've kind of kept a routine, so. The boys still get up, they still get ready as if they're going to school, obviously not in their school uniforms. Um, and we've kind of, we've kept to a routine of of what we're doing so that... Your husband works at home anyway, is that right? Uh, yeah, so um, Barry works from home three days a week anyway, so he's there's no change for him because all he's doing is working from home an extra two days. Um, and he he's got a desk set up up in the attic... Um, so he's away, he can get away from the distraction. Um, we're downstairs, everyone's happy at the moment and I just hope that it's going to continue. Um, and if we're right, you've got four children, four fairly young children. Yes, so Dylan is our eldest, um, he's he's eight and a half. Uh, then Theo is, has just turned seven, Joseph's almost five and Elsie is two and a half. Um, So three are at school and, or were at school, and Elsie's at home. Yeah. Wow. I imagine they keep you busy, even with school, when we were at school. (laughs) Do you know what, you say that, but while they've been home, actually, they're keeping each other occupied. Um, So we're still doing a bit of learning here and there, but actually, they're playing together, um, and they just... just get up and get on um they're all big lego fans so they'll all just sit that if you let them they'll sit for hours at the lego box and they'll just play so actually unless i badger them to come and do some work they they're usually quite good they'll just get on and do whatever they want to do
0: oh that's really nice that's really nice the fact that they're uh, having them wanting to play with each other uh, at a time when they can't really go out the house even if they wanted to that must make things so much easier
3: it definitely does um and so obviously that even if they don't want to all play together they can just pair off um yeah. usually two of them you have uh, at the moment we're lucky because we're so lucky with obviously with the weather um two of them will be out in the garden until will, we'll be indoors playing or you know so they've always got someone else to play with if you like so at this time i'm actually not regretting having four children because <laughs> it's certainly making our life a l- that little bit easier because obviously they're not nagging us constantly instead they just nag each other to play
1: it sounds um but yeah really helpful really useful to have and that they all get on with each other um does that mean that gives you a bit of chance to get out and get on with your training and your running um well i'm
3: i set my alarm at six o'clock every morning because i thought you know what I'm gonna get up. I'm gonna get out every day before the children wake up or or are ready to do something for the day, and also so that I've had my my time, my headspace time, so that I can then get on and deal with the day. Um, but hasn't always. A few days where I haven't got out for a run till later on um, when my husband finishes work or on his lunch break. That's fine. Um. But, yeah, running, running's going really well. Um, I told myself that at the beginning of the lockdown I was going to run every day. Um, And so far, I've managed to do it. So, just be... Every day over the last seven weeks? Every day. Um, So, I wasn't... I've never ran as much as I have at the moment. I'm running the best I probably ever have at the moment. Um, But I don't... I'm not following a training plan or anything. I'm just literally i'll get up in the morning and i'll
0: decide what i want to do and i'll just go out and do it and i, mean, I think that's... this is one of the re- this is one of the reasons one of the big reasons we wanted to speak to you carrie because we th- that so many of our listeners will have will have kids will have young kids some of them will have more than one some of them i'm sure have got four or three or four like you have um and th- being able to fit training in in those circumstances is is sometimes a massive time juggle time juggle anyway let alone when you've also got a a lockdown um going on around us as well so i think you i mean your training seems to be going so well at the moment and it's and and that's going to be inspiring for so many of our of our members um what what are you doing when you're going out running i know you're, you're not necessarily deciding. What to do and until, until the day. But what are you finding that's helping motivate you get out the door, and and what sort of things are you deciding to do when you're out there? Um, i i
3: know I know that I'm a better person, and I can cope better if i I've, I've been for a run. Um, I know that mentally, I'm in a position to be able to deal with whatever the day is going to throw at me. Um, so before before the lockdown, I was running. Probably three, maximum four times a week, um, but by running every day, I just, I just feel mentally in a better position, um, if that makes sense. So, mm. yeah, my husband will say to me one day, he'll be like, "Oh, you're really grumpy. Have you been for a run today?" I'd be like, "No," <laughs> and he's like, "I think you need to go. I think you need to go out the door." He's <laughs> like, "I'll take over for now, and I think you need to go for a run." And he's so right because I'll come back and I'll be in a much better mood, even if it's just half an hour away um from whatever's going on at home just that half an hour um to have that time to process my thoughts because um i do a lot of thinking when i'm out running and i kind of try and put things into perspective um Mm. and so that's basically that that need to go out and just have that time to myself usually dictates where i'm going to go and what i'm going to do um so for example on sunday I hadn't ran away and i was thinking you know what i'm pretty tired but i don't want to end my run streak but then i listened to boris johnson and then as soon as he finished and the kids were in bed i was out the door um just because i needed to have that time away from home where i could process what he'd said yeah Uh, and i think that i've got a child that's in year r um Mm. so for me sending just him back to school would be quite a big deal yeah
5: um, so I just needed
3: to have, I needed to have that time away to be able to process wh- what I just heard and what I could do about it before I could go to sleep. Because otherwise I knew I wasn't going to have a very good night's sleep. Yeah.
0: There's could so many different,
3: yeah.
0: There's so many like permutations and possibilities about what the next few months holds, isn't it? And nothing's black and white and nothing's like, we don't even know if it's definitely going to happen, let alone, you know, the the how on earth someone in year R can can social distance I, I totally get where you're coming from Kerry you know it's it, it's a lot to try and process and I think we're all we're all sort of trying to deal with it as we go along at the moment aren't we I
3: know it's it's so difficult so difficult and because obviously there's no schools are going to open on the 1st of June or and the rest of the school is going to go back on the 1st of July for the month before they break up or whenever that might be. I don't deal with uncertainty very well. Um, I like to know what's going on so that I can plan for it. So this whole lockdown situation has completely blown me because it's out of my control. Yeah, absolutely. And I think
1: by the sounds of it, you've found what I suppose we've talked to about with our different mental health champions, what your coping mechanism is to allow you to deal with any anxieties or uncertainties that obviously naturally are going to be heightened at the moment. Um, and I guess if if that's running for you and that's working, then I'm glad it is. And if we see the positive for you is if you're you're running better than you ever had, then that's a, a real win how did you get into running then? So, is this something you started because of as a coping mechanism, a way of you know getting out, like you said, and giving yourself that headspace you need, or is it something that started way back when you were little at school? Or
3: how did you get into running? Um, so, I used to uh, do cross country when I was in secondary school, um, and then it kind of continued, and then I went to uni. Um, I didn't run very much when I was at uni um, and then fast forward a few years um, I ran the New Forest Marathon in 2008 mm-hmm. um, and then after that kind of lost my way a bit um, and then I met Barry in 2009 and he doesn't run I, in the in the 11 years that we've been together I can't get him to go out for a run so <laughs> I've just given up now
0: um, well done for trying though <laughs>
3: Oh, do you know what I keep saying to him? Just go for a run, and he's like, "I said you won't regret it," and he's like, "No, that's fine. I'll just go out on your bike instead." <laughs> okay, okay, that's fine. Um, and then, so I, I was running on and off. Um, when we had Dylan in 2011, um, and I've been running in and in between of children. Um, but I joined Hedge End Running Club in. 2016 uh, my best friend was a member of head end and she was like oh why don't you come and join us and I was like yeah 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 it's fine I lived in Sarum still but I would travel over and do a couple of training sessions well one training session with them but I'd meet them at Parkrun every now and again as well um, and then she moved to Kenya uh, and I didn't renew my membership with them because I was pregnant with Elsie uh, and then after, fast forward got back running after Elsie so that was I started running six months after I'd had Elsie, so uh, probably in the May 2017. Uh, I ran with Elsie, pushed Elsie in the buggy. 2019, that's last year, isn't it? Yeah. I ran um, Southampton Marathon, um, and i done all my training runs with, it was, Joseph wasn't at school then, so it was with Elsie and Joseph in the buggy. Um, up to 22 miles we buggy ran. Wow. Um, the looks I got from people, I can tell you. I should have taken some pictures. Um, and then That's
0: amazing. I... We, need to, we, we need to come back and talk about that in a minute.
3: Yeah, <laughs> Carry on. And then, so I was at the gym one day and I was talking to Kerry, um, Kerry Brown from the club. Um, and and what she was telling me about uh, injured. Um, and we used to go to the same spin class and then she was telling me about crusaders and i said oh yeah i've I've been thinking about joining the the marathon i kind of lost my way a bit and found it really difficult to get back out and so i came to a beginner's night last june in club at club even sorry and yeah here i am now
0: so if it's all right we need we need to backtrack now so like having uh, fran and i've both done marathons before and going out for a 22 mile training run is isn't the easiest thing to do anyway to do it with a buggy
3: a double buggy i assume as well no 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 uh, i've done my long runs at the weekend so and my shorter runs during the week so i followed the run less run faster plan which was three runs a week and then it was two cross-training sessions but I'd done the two cross-training sessions on my run days during the week so that I had the three recovery days during the week as well and then I'd done a long run on a Sunday which usually my husband was home for. so I just took Elsie in the single buggy I would not push a double buggy for 20 I was miles. Gonna say That is incredible strength
1: training as well if it was a double buggy. <laughs> oh I know.
3: So I know. It...
0: Elsie would have been what
3: one and a half two then? Uh, one and a half, yeah. So she's okay. December born, so one and a half,
0: yeah. So not quite old enough to be asking for a snack every five minutes or to go to the park, like so. Probably that the the right age to be able to go out and either entertain or did, did she sleep
3: a lot of it or I mean how did you how did you manage most of to... the time Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so she slept most of the time. But now when we go out in the buggy these days. It's like she wants me to pick her a daisy. She wants me to pick her one of those dandelions that you can fly, She wants to point at all the dogs. There was a helicopter flying low one day. We had to stop and wave to the people in the helicopter waving back to her. Literally just... So although my buggy runs may look good on Strava, if you look at how long we're actually out, sometimes it's, it's quite long <laughs> because of all the stops we have to do interval
0: training without trying <laughs> oh exactly it, it, it's um it's true i mean like pushing buggies uh, it's, it's almost like i can imagine next time you you race Kerry, it's gonna feel like you've just suddenly been like released of like all that <laughs> you'll be you'll be setting people do you, do you feel like you're going into like a period where you could be you know if, if we're allowed to to race at any point in the next sort of 55 years do you think you're sort of hitting pb pb form
3: well, I, so before lockdown, my 5k PB was 20.30. Um, and the other Saturday, I just went over to the track in Swanmore that I'd seen a couple of other guys from club using. And I thought, you know what, I'm just going to give it a go. Um, and I ran 19.40, which is obviously yes. 50 seconds off of my PB. But it's not an official PB because it's not a race um, or park run or anything. But I ran my first mile and I was like, I have this problem with pushing myself, and that may sound silly, but I always start off well, and then I give up on myself thinking, oh, I can't do this, and um, so I slow myself down, mm. um, and that's something that I need to try and overcome, but I, yeah, so the 5K, I, I was really pleased with afterwards, because I looked at my watch, and I was like, oh, wow, I wasn't expecting to quite run that fast, but everything was definitely going in the right direction,
0: I think. And that- I think you are underselling just how well you did at that track because um yeah I should say so Kerry was really helpful we had, we had a few messages last week uh didn't we where I was asking you about the Swanmore track because I hadn't been and yeah. I was really keen to go and you were you sort of tell me how to where to park and and you know what the what the course was like and I've been there and it is great but for anyone that doesn't know listen to it. so it's a 500 meter track but it's not a it's not a perfect oval there's a if you look on if you look on the gps on strava you'll see that it's almost in like a, a an oblong shape but with one of the corners taken out but what no one knows until you go there is actually the very far corner of the track is a lot more bendy than it looks on the gps map so that that's not it's not a quick 500 meter course there's a lot of bends to slow you down isn't there
3: there definitely is and for someone like me who doesn't deal very well with laps um it's it's definitely mentally challenging as well because you've just got to keep going and keep pushing and just just keep going and remember that you've got the bend coming up you feel like you've almost gone round the bend and then before you know it it's there again
0: yeah and I swear it's on a slight incline as well um I'm, I'm, it's probably me but I'm I swear the start finish line is. is almost a <laughs> Oh good! It's not just me. I was talking to someone else at the club who will remain nameless, but he likes ducks, and he said that uh, he didn't think it was on an incline. So I'm quite pleased that uh, someone else agrees with me. It definitely is
1: on a on a slight incline. And um, sorry, Kevvy, you were saying that obviously you struggle sometimes with in a race that self belief, that pushing yourself, that actually you know you've got the training behind you, you know you've got the ability potentially, but really realizing it. Has going out and given this five k pb attempt to go on a a track that isn't maybe perfect for hitting a a 5k pb giving you some of that confidence to sort of think well actually when when we are allowed to race as mike says actually i know that maybe i can do that start a bit more
3: self-belief i can't actually i'm really looking forward to going out and just doing a 5k with everybody else like maybe park run, but the great run local i can't i cannot wait to be able to get back and just go for a good blast
1: and um, i think lots of people are like you i think lots of people are keen to just get out there and and go for it i think a lot of us are trying to be sensible and listen to our bodies i mean mine certainly i could i'd love to try and run every day but i know mine won't it's just about hanging on in there with three days a week um of running and i think you're right loads of people are ready to get out there and and go and i think you know we've asked Paula to talk a little bit about how we can incorporate um some speed training into our training again because I think people are ready now you know things are moving forward no matter how slowly they might be doing or might take but people are ready for the next thing so I think no, your your reaction is perfectly normal to want to get out there and go for it and it,
0: look if, I mean I can't speak for everyone but it'd be interesting to see what you're what, what you think Kerry that that we can we can train on our own we can do our long runs on our own our slow runs on our own but it's it's you can't replicate that feeling of running against other people
3: no definitely like that is what for me if you've got someone faster than 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 you that you can chase that's what keeps you going but even if it's on even obviously if it's on a slower run if you've got that if you've got the other people around you um for example on a training night you can just push yourself that bit more
1: mm. yeah absolutely i quite agree and i think that's why you know some of the 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 speed work sessions we do is mixed ability um i i really enjoy when i get that sounds bad when i get lapped and someone shouts some encouragement by you i mean i know i'm never going to catch them up but that kind of oh come on maybe i'll try and. You know, it keeps me going. I, yeah, you're quite right. Chasing someone down is a good thing. So,
0: Kerry, you're going out running in the morning at the moment. Would that be normal routine anyway during the week? Like on not not on a club night, obviously. But would that be normal routine anyway um, to fill in with the family, or is that sort of a routine that's that's been adapted um, because of lockdown and you, and you've, the kids are at home all the time?
3: Um, yeah. So usually I'd go I'd go and do the school run. Um, And then I'd come and chuck her, well, not literally chuck her, but put her in the buggy and then off we'd go. Um, But because of lockdown, my husband having to work um, from home all the time and having all four children at home, I've been setting my alarm at six o'clock and getting up and trying to be out the door pretty swiftly. So I'm known for being quite organised, so I'll have everything out that I'm going to need for the next day downstairs my shoes by the door my watch is charged my headphones are charged if so I'm going to use my headphones literally I I'm up and I'm good to go in the morning straight out the door um and then I get back and then the day can begin with the children yeah um but Elsie's changed the plan the last two nights and she's instead of waking up five six times a night she's only woke up once or twice so I've had a lay until eight o'clock um so I've had to go out later on in the day this morning actually i went to go for a buggy run at nine o'clock and i've got to the end of the road um and there are just too many people about and there was too many cars on the road so we just turned around and walked home because i just thought you know what i'm not going to get very far so mm-hmm. i'll just i'll just scrap it and i'll go home and i'll run later and you know that's fine because i know that i'm going to get the opportunity to run later when my husband finished mm-hmm.
0: Well, I think it's amazing that you're fitting it all in. You know, it's uh, looking after a family of any size is is proving you know it's hard it's hard work for for so many of us at the moment. But to do it with with four um, four kids at home and uh, and a husband who's working full time to to do all of that and still be fitting in your running and not just fitting in your running, but smashing the training. I think it's it's inspirational, Kerry. And uh, we, I know we. We're we're very grateful that you've that you've stayed up so late to talk to us as well. We haven't mentioned
3: that, have we? Oh no! Tell me about it. It's like bedtime two hours ago.
0: Yeah, like it's it's just coming up to uh, seven p.m. in the evening, guys. No, I'm joking. It's not. <laughs> seven p.m. Seven p.m. <laughs> no, it's it's a lot later than that. Uh, but yeah, you, you're another wow. one of our um, early to bed, uh, early to risers
3: well unfortunately i don't have a choice i'd love to stay up le- late at night drinking and partying over zoom and stuff but unfortunately i just i can't these kids just don't allow any of that i'm afraid no, uh,
2: no.
0: who can blame you no it's um it, well look at the res- the results are speaking for themselves and you and it means that you're still getting quality family time um without it impacting them and you being away during the day as well so so much respect for everything you're doing through lockdown um from uh, well from but that's why we're
1: it's why we fran and i just wanted to chat to you isn't it fran absolutely absolutely i think you know yeah juggling everything and, and still getting it in um lots of people are feeling like that and i think it's nice to talk to somebody about how they're doing that and and the fact
3: that it's still going well my son is sat on the floor looking at me as if say, so. what the hell are you talking about <laughs> Why are you up so late, Mummy? I <laughs> know. Oh, it is. It is. He's waiting for me because I'm sleeping in his room at the moment. Um, and, yeah, he's waiting for me to go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> wow.
0: Well, well, we, we, we might I,
3: not I, hold you up much
1: longer, but if you wouldn't mind, we've got one more question for you that we always finish on with um, all our all our guests. Um, and I think we even managed to with Chris Akabusi, didn't we? we did yeah just you know s- squeeze him in there just in case no one's heard that um but yes kerry we want to know <laughs> if you wouldn't mind if you could recommend any race to our listeners uh, it could be your favorite race or one that particularly means something to you what would it be which one would it be
0: and kerry just to confirm you are also allowed to recommend international finals
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh um so probably i would recommend probably the great self-run um for two reasons firstly because of the amazing support mm. from not just from club members but literally the, the support the whole way around um the course and secondly because last year i got an 18 minute pb there so if i can do something like that i'm sure that anyone can
0: 18 minutes yeah well done so
3: wow well done i think I think my time before last year was um, an hour and twenty nine, and I've done it in an hour and eleven.
1: So, wow. Yeah.
3: Um, if I think that's
1: really nice what you said about if anyone can, if I, if you could do it, anyone can do it. And I think actually that's probably sums up the sentiment of the fact that you were saying about the support not only from club members but those out on the course and actually having others believing you means a lot. And you know I think there's lots of people in the club that can see as you know as Mike said we can see what you're doing. There is, your, there is an inspiration there, and everyone will be keen to see how you get on and encourage you to keep put, believing in yourself and pushing yourself. And when we can get back out there and be racing again, so yeah, I think that's a really nice point to end on.
0: Definitely, we're, we're really excited to see what we're, we're excited to see what everyone does when we come out of lockdown. To be fair, but yeah, we'll, we'll be we'll be watching uh, how your how your running goes, carrying uh, Well done on everything you're doing, and you know we. Look forward to running with you again soon.
1: I have to say, Kerry, it's been really lovely to chat with you. Thank you so much for delaying your bedtime and giving up time to chat to us. And, um, yeah, just keep safe and look after yourself with your running streak. I hope it lasts as long as it possibly can. And, you know, keep, keep an eye on that body so it does allow you to. And, uh, yeah, just keep safe and look after that family of yours. And, yeah, hopefully we will see you soon. <laughs> I will do. Thanks very much, guys. Thanks, Kerry. Take care.
3: And you. Bye. Bye. Bye.
1: Well, we've reached the end of another podcast. And hopefully, after the interesting intro that Mike and I delivered this week, you have stayed listening and listened to three fantastic guests um, share their uh, love and interest in running
0: thank you to everyone that gave up their time to chat to us this week Uh, we had a lot of fun we hope you all had a lot of fun listening to it as well Uh, we hope you all have a lovely week Uh, enjoy taking part in the relay this weekend
1: absolutely more coming out about that shortly Um, and we look forward to uh, some running crazy fun over the weekend with you all
0: oh and some people might actually be listening to this while they're doing their relay bit
1: they may hope you're having a good leg hope you've got your baton and you haven't dropped it Go on, guys.
0: Go on. You get bonus <laughs> points if you're currently running with a rubber chicken. <laughs>
1: Who has a rubber chicken to run with? In fact, don't ask, There will be some people with a rubber chicken to run with. Send um, us your
0: pictures of your rubber chicken. Yeah. Okay, right. This has gone downhill.
1: Come on. Let's go, Mike. Get this crossed out. Bye, everybody. Bye.